Hello, this is Steve Crom, and welcome to a series of podcasts on the topic of agility. I'm speaking with Gunter Tuchek, who shares his experience leading mid-sized, large country organizations in Europe, as well as a strategic position with Europe and Canada. And I've appreciated learning from him, from his direct experience about leading in turbulent times particularly in an industry, you know, that's not necessarily known for its agility. Agility, why that topic? Well, it's, it's not new. It, you know, businesses in different sectors have started to evolve from one way of working to multiple business models. Uh, agility is, is key. We're looking at this topic in the series at multiple levels, first as individuals, as teams, as functions, as organizations. And I think leaders do have a unique responsibility. Uh, in the first of our series, um, Gunter, you talked about you know the need to be architect as well as uh, roll up your sleeves and kind of role model your behavior. We also talked about the importance of establishing trust. And, and we had six elements or attributes of leaders, developing a vision and purpose, being entrepreneurial, fostering experimentation, empowerment and delegation, fostering development and, and role model behaviors. This, this time we're going to zero in and on the topic of developing a vision and purpose and then being entrepreneurial. Just one comment before we dive in, Gunter. I think that leaders gain their credibility through their head, right? If, if you're knowledgeable, you've got experience, people want to follow you because they, they, know you're, they, they know that you know what you're talking about, right? But I think you win the trust of people through your heart, through your authenticity, by showing that you care, which is a point that you uh, made last time. And I think this whole purpose and vision is interesting, right? Because for me, what's the difference between a vision, purpose, and a strategy? I think strategies are typically full of you know, tactics and numbers, whereas a vision and a purpose has got to have some heart in it, right? I'm thinking of one client that we're working with in the orphan disease space, and they're treating patients whose uh, children, right, who have hereditary disease, really life-threatening. Their vision and purpose is to give patients, their families, and the loved ones hope, which I think is really powerful, right? Because it's really a call to action and appeals to people's greater sense of purpose. And people want to work with companies that have a, uh, of a shared purpose. But tell me, Gunter, why in your mind, does, how, does, how does purpose relate to agility? Yes, Steve, the clarity of purpose gives people a sense of direction and meaning that is both motivating and empowering. And uh, with a, a purpose, there is uh, the direction not just given for strategic direction, but it also guides our day-to-day uh, decision-making and, and, and collaboration. So in this context, the question is not just what, what is the purpose, but also how is the purpose defined and, and, and by, by whom? So what you see in um, traditional organizations is that the top team formulates an end-stage uh, vision and the message, uh, which then gets cascaded down in, uh, into the organization in beautiful crafted communication. Yeah, now setting a clear direction is a leadership responsibility. And actually, it's highly valued by the team members, especially in the light of uh, uncertainty and ambiguity. However, it nevertheless needs to be combined with an element of participation that people can own the, uh, the purpose and the vision, yeah? and uh, that the vision then can be finally affected, which means incorporating the viewpoints of the employees or allowing them to participate in fleshing out 
division or in contributing to um, establish the key elements to make it happen and so on. So in my opinion, co-creation engagement of a wide range of stakeholders across the organization on the uh, by fostering the understanding for the bigger picture on the one hand, and on the other hand, by listening, sensing, and synthesizing different perspectives has a very important benefit. And this benefit is that the emergent story is deeply meaningful to people across the organization. So it relates also to, to empowerment, that if they own it, if they know what it's about, they, then they can make choices without being directed to do it. But Gunja, is it possible, though, to get everybody on board with that? Do you expect everybody to, to really be passionate about where you're going as a company? <laughs> yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, Steve. It's, it's certainly an illusion to think that everybody will be on board and excited by the purpose and vision. It starts actually with one, and then you get more and more people on board. And once you have reached the tipping point, the organization follows. But what needs to be done, of course, is that the emerged purpose needs to be continuously communicated by the leaders in a very authentic and passionate way. And this not just at annual or biannual town hall meetings, but really in everyday conversations. It's absolutely key to articulate with clarity the values and the expected behaviors of yourself and everyone belonging to the organization in order to achieve the purpose, the vision, the ambition, and so on, and to hold everybody accountable. One thing that, that we've talked about is connecting the vision and purpose to a lot larger cause. And clearly, the example I just mentioned, I, I think is powerful because it, it really takes a customer point of view right? In life sciences, it's really about the patient. And I think that helps change the dynamic from, okay, the leaders want more from us to tilting the organization so that everybody has this, this connection to what, what, what patients, physicians, payers, uh, and the others in the system are looking for. Can you say more about why you think, what do you see as the connection between purpose and customer centricity? Yeah, customer centricity needs to be an integrated part of the of the vision and the strategy, and and it needs to be visible to everybody as a priority. On the one hand, on the other hand, I think the entire operating model needs to be reoriented around uh, the customer. Everybody should understand what can he or she contribute to better serve customers internal as well as external ones. And as a leader, I think you can do a lot helping the team to understand how important in-depth insights in customer needs and value drivers are, or to know uh, customer experience along the entire customer customer journey and at each stage. And of course, by encouraging the development and testing of ideas um, in cooperation with customers. And then if, if, talk to me a little bit about the, the topic of of entrepreneurship, because I think entrepreneurs are very focused typically on, a, on an opportunity they see, they, uh, they they challenge the status quo, and I, it's difficult in pharma, right? Because you're making you're making medicines, uh, you're, it's regulated, uh, you know, it takes years to develop new drugs. I mean, how can you how can you take this idea of customer centricity, vision, mission, 
and, and, and change the way you do it so it's more, more flexible? Do you have any examples from your experience? Yeah, I think a key, a key piece here is uh, prototyping and experimentation. From, from, from personal experience, when it comes uh, to designing uh, services and solutions for customer, it's very often based just on, on internal hypothesis, uh, what the customer might, might need. And uh, one of the most frequent uh, internal objectives to innovative uh, ideas and solutions um, I've heard was customer doesn't like it. And it was based on N equals one, if, if at all, if at all. Yeah? But insights mm. on whether customers are liking stuff uh, or not is gained, uh, gathered mainly by trial and not just by internal talking. Therefore, there is a lot of literature around what agile companies do well in terms of, of customer engagement, innovation. And it's really about following a, a pretty stringent process on co-creating first sharing a hypothesis with the customer, then co-creating the solution, pilot the solution, collect input, um, fine-tune, and then scale up. You asked for a, an example. I think an example, a good example, is uh, about the development of our patient support program. At the beginning, we spend a lot of time on resources uh, and time for market research and benchmarking of other um, uh, patient support program features. And based on that, we started uh, designing services and solutions. However, the real value creation kicked in when we started to engage patient and healthcare professionals to jointly build the patient journey, to identify meaningful uh, leverage points, and to co-create solutions together with them. For instance, for our digital service component, we have established a virtual community of about 80 patients co-developing, testing, and piloting any new service step. And right. this accelerated the whole development significantly. Now, that's interesting because I think what I hear, too, is agility is one way of working doesn't fit for every aspect of the business. So, of course, you wouldn't take any risks from a, from a, you know, a point of view of chemistry or drug development, but there are other parts of the business where a different leadership style is appropriate, and the one you gave is a is a great example where involve the patients co-create, right? Don't impose on them the solution. I think a patient advocacy is another great area where right it calls for a different collaborative and and, and flexible approach. Are there other examples, Gunter, of of processes or ways of working as a leader that that you had to challenge or think about differently uh, from from your direct experience? This certainly one uh, one big aspect which is planning in the light of uh, flexibility and, and agility and in a complex context when cause and effect relationships are not clear it's not really helpful to spend uh, too much time on endless uh, strategic planning and on rigid long-term business plans simply you cannot predict or forecast exactly uh, what's going to happen that does not mean to act not strategic. But the strategy, I think, is built to give direction and there is no obsession to follow it through whatever it takes. There will ever be surprises. As this will be always the case, look at them as sources of learning, which help you to further make your, your, your strategy better and uh, more precise. Therefore, the strategy process needs to follow or needs to allow for flexible adaptation of strategy 
and of course of goals based on these evolving business needs and opportunities. So it's it's not don't confuse strategic planning with just strategic thinking and strategic behavior, right? Because in the agile world, it's less about what do we do this year, next year, because who knows? It's more about the sensing, probing, reacting, you know, recognizing patterns and emerging trends. But how do you overcome the issue, Gunter, that the operational demands overwhelm people's ability to have time to think strategically? That's certainly a key, a key issue, yeah, because managerial, managerial thinking is very much along the lines. You have a predetermined objective, and then you organize your, your assets and means to achieve it. But what's really key, for me at least, in, in terms of entrepreneurship, is that you start with your means in mind and say, what can I do with them? Allowing goals to emerge from your aspiration and from inspiration from coming from the interaction with the outside world. And this, this means, of course, you need to stay connected uh, in order to, to be able to spot any changes in context and in environment. And, um, yeah, as you said, this sounds easier than it is. Yeah, and I've made the experience personal as well as well as with my leadership teams that leaders are frequently overwhelmed and overloaded with operational tasks or some with micromanaging their teams so that they miss this op- important leadership task of uh, looking outside being being entrepreneurial. I think making it a priority is the first step. And then... Uh, challenge yourself and your your leaders to pause and uh, to sharpen your saws. Right, you got a good point. Stop, stop, stop and sharpen the saw. And yeah, the other expression is stop and smell the roses. Right. I think it's very interesting how we feel like we're not working, and thus we're kind of you know, and but maybe leadership is as much about inspiration as it is about perspiration. So we really ought to give ourselves time. And, and I've heard you say, Gunter, that you're only as good as the people you have in your team and, and you need to challenge them to delegate more because they, each of us needs to click up, right? And to be able to lift our heads and to, and, and to see what's going around if, if part of entrepreneurialism is to recognize opportunities, quickly mobilize resources, right? Partner with others. Other closing comments, Gunter, on the on the topic of entrepreneurship? Yeah, maybe maybe one one sentence, uh, which I, I I can't remember who said it, but I like it very much. If you can't predict the future, create it. And I think that's a key a key piece uh, leaders uh, always uh, should keep in mind uh, when dealing with uh, ambiguity and uncertain times. If you if you can't predict the future, create it. Right. It's a bit like that, uh, the, the famous Wayne Gretzky, the ice hockey player, who's, you know, they asked him, why are you so good? He said, I go where the puck yeah. is going to be. <laughs> yeah. right. but, uh, excellent point. Thank you very much. So we've just had our, our second conversation around the topic of agility, focusing on the attributes that we see in effective leaders, two of them in particular, the ability to create a common vision and a compelling sense of purpose connected customers and we've talked about being entrepreneurial and thank you Gunter for sharing your concrete experience I hope that you'll join us for the next in the series of agility 
Thank you very much. 